Weird Cinema Gold Class. Is the Dude Cinema Gold Class Edition? Go, 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 Gold Class Edition. This, this is, is a side. Of, oh, uh, this is a side of podcast where we watch do whatever the frick we want. Yes, and the universe was like, you know what the frick I want and uh-huh. what you want. Mm-hmm. You wanna go a recap season two. Event just like that, and we said yes. We that said, is what we oh want. Oh my god, universe! You know us so fucking well. This is exactly what we want to do this week. It's like we're all connected as one giant mm-hmm. being. Anyway, let's not get into it. So this <laughs> week we are recapping and reviewing the first two episodes of the season. So there will be spoilers in here. So if you haven't mm. watched the episodes, what are you doing with your life? Better things? You are probably. <laughs> You are missing out on some of the greatest television that's ever been produced. Mm. Mm. Hurry up I mean, and is get there, over there. Before we get into the greatest television ever produced, <laughs> is there any other little things you would recommend to people who aren't and just like that listeners are like, yep. please, I just want to know what else you guys are up <laughs> Yes. I have recently been watching the new season of Queer Eye, the one that's set in New Orleans. Oh, and- right. It's awesome. It's so good. Like, I'm not a huge queer. I haven't watched every season of Queer Eye or anything, but for some reason this season's just really, like, speaking to us and we just, like, powered through every episode and it's just beautiful and lovely and I just find it really heartwarming. And, yeah, if you need to pick me up, like, it's not overwhelming. It's not – I think I've always been kind of hesitant to jump into the Queer Eye because I find – lots of colors and noises overwhelming kind of thing and lots of energy overwhelming but um it's just done so well that it's just heartwarming and lovely so oh that's rad and being in your lean so they have the most beautiful accents ever yes yes and the most beautiful like houses and lands like just settings of everything and all of the businesses they go to are so amazing and yeah it's great Hell yes. Love mm. that. I think I need that because I have the opposite end of recommendations. I have okay. sadness. I have tragedy. No. I have trigger warnings galore. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, I started watching The Bear. <gasps> yeah, okay. I got halfway through Ep 1 ages ago and just kind of forgot. Yeah. It's – look, I get why the hype was massive when it came out. Okay. Because the, the first three episodes, like, oh, my God, like – these actors have clearly trained to be in a kitchen. It's so fast paced. It's shot really interestingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at like episode like six or seven now and it's losing me. It's really? Losing me. Okay. Yeah. Everyone is just too aggressive and I feel like there might not be a script for a lot of episodes and oh, okay. they just yell action and then people just start yelling at each other at like a thousand like – See, that's overwhelming to me. That's, yeah, that's not what I like sensorily. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, I, look, hey, we've all worked in hospitality and we mm. know that sometimes the kitchen staff can be scary. Yeah. Sometimes the kitchen staff are addicted to ice. Yes. And they are, you, you don't want to go near them. They go, and everyone's been yelled at by a chef or a cook. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's the thing that happens. But, I don't think it happens for a whole eight-hour shift. 
um, yeah. every single day <laughs> at this restaurant. And even okay. not even just the chefs, like people just coming in and being like, I need some paperwork. Fuck you. <gasps> fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, fuck? guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a bit much. It's got okay. a bit much. Um, but maybe, hey, maybe it'll get better. Like Dave, oh, my God. Fucking <gasps> Dave. Mm-hmm. It came good in the last three episodes. Did it? Okay. Mm. Is it worth the the slog through the first? I reckon skip the first. Okay. Uh, all the episodes uh, up until he fakes his death. Mm-hmm. Watch from there till the end. That's okay. the season. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, there is a. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Brad Pitt. And Rachel McAdams are in the last episode. What? Yeah. As themselves? Yes. Okay. That's cool. And it, that's the last cool. episode is honestly, I was like, damn it, Dave. You nearly lost me. Like, you nearly lost a real one. Hooked me back in. Uh, is this the last season? Did it end? May, no. No, okay. definitely not. Um, they left on a bit of a cliffhanger, but it was a satisfying episode. The whole time you're like, what the fuck? It's the stakes are so high. It's a tension watch. It's not a chill. It's not a queer. Ooh, eye okay. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a queer eye watch. Okay. Well, maybe I'll watch the last three episodes yeah. then. I feel yeah. like I can catch up on the storylines that are going on. You you'll figure it out. He's yeah. chasing a girl. What? His friends are frustrated with him. What? And he, ha- he hates his dick. Uh oh. I, okay. <laughs> Does he love his dick now? <laughs> no. No. But there is one really gross thing that happens. Okay. And it does think it's like it's not it's around his dick, it's not his dick though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always made an entire series about a character who is obsessed with his dick. <laughs> obsessed with it. Oh. And the okay. final thing I recommend mm. is a podcast. Mm. Haven't had a podcast recommend in a minute. Yeah. A series called Scamanda. Um okay. or Scam Amanda. Put it together. Scamanda. Cool. Not Newt Scamander from the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series. Scam and Amanda, one word. That's where it comes from. <laughs> I can't say my brain went to the second option, but thank you for the, on behalf of the listeners. Just in case there's any HP fans in here, you know. <laughs> um, uh, and it is about a woman who faked having cancer for uh, a crazy amount of time. Whoa. And yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it's good, particularly if you have ADHD. They repeat a lot of points over and over again. So if you're doing something, you get distracted. Don't worry, they're going to say it at least three times. I so. yeah. I mean, I don't have ADHD, and I still like if I'm pottering around when listening to a story podcast, I'll often have to re- yeah rewind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and it's good because they're like, she's not going to stop. Like this isn't the end. Like even oh. though the season is totally wrapped up, they're like, she is not. It's still going done. on. Ooh, okay, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Scamanda. Scamanda. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now it's time for and just like that. that. When did you watch uh, the first episode? Uh, I think last weekend. I yes. watched it over the oh, weekend. Yes, you text me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was keeping you very updated on where I was because I knew that you'd already seen them. So yes. I wasn't spoiling anything for for you. But I just knew there were some reactions I just needed to get out of my body and into your ears. 
Oh yeah, I had to give you uh, a trigger warning for (laughs) the first (laughs) minute of the series. Mm -hmm. Should we just dive in? So let's just dive straight in. Season two starts with like a classic montage of like this is what everyone's up to. Carrie is still being melancholic, fucking a guy she doesn't know, earning money. How that is? How does she earn this amount of money? I'm we don't know. I have questions. It's from a, wait, wait, from a podcast question mark. That's from a podcast, of course. And as podcasters, we know it makes you very rich, very um, lucrative, <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> and so we're doing the whip around. Everyone's doing their usual things, basically. Uh, but then the real oh, wow whiplash we get is when. <laughs> So basically, this whip around is also all of the characters are about to get railed, essentially. They're all walking into a bedroom and their lover is there. So we're just kind of also re-meeting where everyone is at in their love lives and who they're fucking at this time. Yes. (laughs) And literally, it was just like, I was like, okay, is this just opening sequence literally about everyone's just about to get railed? And I'm Mm. like, yes, yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) There's nothing more to it than that. Because I don't know if you know this, Alex, but Carrie is really sex positive. That's, that's, that is the lore of Sex in the City, apparently, that yes. she's super sex positive. So Yeah, and that won't come up later I, at all. I'm excited to see how they, how they back that up through the rest of the series. <laughs> yes, how that consistently shows up. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this show. I fucking hate to love it. I yeah. love to hate it, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, and I think in this season it's, it, it feels like they kind of knew – do you think so? Yeah. I have, I, qu- oh. I have so many questions. I think the writers knew. I think the cast didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cast c- can't know what yes. people are actually saying about it. Otherwise, they would stop. Sure. Okay. Because I have to think that the writers are in on it because if they're not, this is abysmal. It is mm. so bad. Mm. If the writers genuinely think that this is what – these women would act like in real life and that this is what their viewers want to see. I just can't, they have to know, they have to be in on it. Mm. They have to, or else the world doesn't make sense. (gasps) So then Miranda shows up in this montage. We see what Miranda's up to. um, And we see the whole Miranda. We see her getting railed by Shay Diaz in a pool. Tits out. Tits out. Miranda's tits are the only tits we see, by the way, in yes. that montage. Yes. Uh, so uh, they are like, it's, uh, we're going from like people touching a cheek or like pulling over a bed cover or mm. stealing a, a little cheeky kiss. Glad to a kiss, yes. Oh my, uh, Miranda splayed back in a pool. Shay Diaz just going to town. Just Think absolutely showgirls. Think the showgirls pool scene, but oh with Miranda from Sex in the City. Yes, with slightly less flailing, but not 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 no flailing. <laughs> We're not devoid of flailing. Mm-mm, no, and you're just like, oh, 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 okay, oh. wow, woo, there she is. That that sped up. That sped up real quick. And look, no shave, great tits, good for her. But this is very emblematic of where this character is heading in this season and no one understands why. Yes. It's, um, anyway, so I was like, oh, okay, we're going. Mm -hmm. We're off to the races. There she is. And so 
we get into this episode and the crux of it, believe it or not, is nothing to do with sex. They're going to the Met Gala. (laughs) 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 It goes like, we all love to fuck Met Gala. (laughs) They were like, we have to start the new season with at least one of a sex or a city. Mm. Why don't we just do both? We'll do sex first and then we'll go city with the Met Gala after. Yeah. It's what the fans want. That's what they want. I th- seriously, they just just out of the way. The the writing in the season is so abysmal. It's so awful. It's everything is just so fucking obvious and basic. And like again, like season one, they're shoving woke shit into the storylines where it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel real. And I feel like they've just like that's why I need to know. I need to think that the writers are in on it because if they are not, they've not they've learned nothing from the feedback from season one. If mm. anything, they're going harder into it, and it just feels so like they're almost being condescending to the viewers. Mm. Like they're just they're. They, I feel like they're talking down to us. Yes, and I just don't know who this is for. I don't know what generation this is for. I don't know what type of woman this show is for. I don't think they know, and it's glorious. I think I know. You think I think so? it's for mean gays on the internet to make memes yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, what they I think succeeded. It is. They've succeeded. Yeah. Then fuck, good for them. They fueled the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So you know what, actually, I mm-hmm. this is not my point, but I heard it on Celebrity Memoir Book Club mm-hmm. this week. They were talking about like stories about diversity and like including diverse people and diverse storylines in media is important. But when you just try and include every single diverse storyline, you don't actually end up telling any stories. Yes, that's the perfect that's exactly what this season is doing. Yep. yep. Yes, they're just so basic in tackling whatever issue they're trying to tackle that they're not properly ta- tackling it because there's too many. Yeah, like the non-binary character of uh, non-binary, non-binary, <laughs> non-binary. Cute. I'm starting that term. That's really cute. Um, As a cis woman, I'm starting non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> the non-binary character Shay Diaz. Oh, I was gonna say Rock. Oh, Rock. That's right. Um, what's in Charlotte's kid? Yeah. Yes. Who I think is that's such an interesting story because it's a coming of age story. It's mm. also like from a parent's perspective, which I think the original Sex in the City audience who would be women in their like 40s and yeah. up would. This is a story that they would be actually learn something from. Yeah. Yes. And they give it all of three seconds airtime. They give the other kid, Lily, more airtime than yes. Rock. And Lily's just a little fucking goody two-shoes who decided apparently now that she's an emo singer. Like, Oh, yeah, she's going through an Alanis Morissette phase. Yuck. <laughs> like, that's – I'm so sick of Lily. Yeah, I want to see more of Rock. It's just, yeah, I don't know why they're spotlighting things and not other things. Mm. It makes no sense. Yeah. And so I – as we were saying in the first season, which was two years ago now, I thought it was last year, but it's actually two years ago. Wow. I wonder what um, happened that made those two years feel weird. <laughs> yeah. 
So I didn't watch the original Sex and the City. I'm not Me an either. original Sex and the City fan. So which I think is interesting for us to come to this from that angle. But I have been talking to Sex and the City fans recently about the first two episodes, uh, namely Effie Bateman from The Batuta. Shout out. Um, she's a big Sex and the City fan and fucking hates this new season, this new series. And a, a big point that she is really struggling with is Miranda's character's evolution now. So right. in the in the first series, Miranda was like really in control and she was like the one that you kind of looked up to as you got older because she was like a lawyer. She was just like no bullshit. She was funny. She was just like fucking take charge. And now in this new season, because her character is exploring their sexual her sexuality, She's just become like a bumbling fucking fool. Yes. And that's really upsetting a lot of people, a lot of original fans. Interesting. Damn, I wish I had seen the original because that her character is interesting because at the very start of And Just Like That, she did have a little bit of those vibes. She was still that, yeah. Yeah. While she was still figuring out whether to leave her husband and stuff. Yeah. And now, like, her cleaning up seaweed on the beach. Oh, my God, the seaweed on the beach. (laughs) Okay, if you haven't seen it, there's a whole scene where, like, Miranda is in L.A. with Che Diaz and she's bored because she's, like, I guess a housewife situation at the moment, which, again, is not Miranda. That's what people love about her. Where is her money coming from? Where is the money coming from? Mm. How is she living? Like, I love what her character is doing in terms of, like, going back to school and all that kind of stuff. Like, love that. I, I love that she's exploring her sexuality. But the way they're portraying it is just so fucking weird. Is that you have to give up everything else in your life in order yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. And so she's bored because Che's filming a show, I guess. Filming a pilot. <laughs> she's filming a pilot that hasn't been written yet. Yeah. Yes. She's moved to LA to film the pilot that hasn't been written yet, by the way. That's so – anyway, and Tony Not Danza is dying Tony to be a part of it. He's like, oh, my – this pilot? This is my rebrand. This is my relaunch back into the industry. Yeah, and there is so much time dedicated to him being like, well, I'm Italian, so I couldn't possibly play off – just chat that I was like, this is – I don't – care about the plot of Shay Diaz's fucking pilot. But also I don't know what th- what point they were trying to make by that because mm. Shay Diaz, they were kind of like, oh, you can play a Mexican, that's fine. Like I don't know what point, like they're obviously trying to make some fucking woke social point and I just don't, it wasn't clear enough as yeah. in every fucking other storyline in this show. Yeah, it seemed like they were trying to be like, isn't this inconvenient and annoying? And it's like, well, then why tell it? Yeah. Like, like uh, are you trying to make a commentary on people playing ethnicities that they aren't? Yeah. Which, fine, make a commentary, but what is it? I, mm. I still don't know what the commentary was. Mm. This conversation went on for so long. And in the meantime, we get introduced to an actual interesting plot point is that Shay was married to a man oh! not that long ago. Still married. They've generally yes. separated. They're both too lazy to get divorced. Yeah. What? Just throw that in there. So Miranda is bored and yes. she needs to make friends. So she decides to go volunteer to clean up the beach. Mm-hmm. And the cleanup of the beach is just putting seaweed into garbage bags. Yeah. Not rubbish, but seaweed. Seaweed. And 
I don't know a lot about the ecosystem of a beach, but I feel like seaweed's important and probably should stay there. And also it comes and goes. Like <laughs> There'll be more seaweed tomorrow. Yeah. Also, the tide will wash it away. If you leave it there, the ocean goes, my bad, and yeah. picks it back up, takes it away. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Anyway, and then she loses her phone. Mm. Again, like bumbling idiot loses her phone yeah, bumbling in the seaweed. Idiot. And then has to like talk to some surfers to get picked up. And then the husband ends up picking her up and then she's freaking out. And Shay is like, literally, what are you freaking out about? Yeah, Shay's like gaslighting her, being like, it's fine that I'm married and I never told you. What do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, I, (laughs) I, as a part of my personal life, you guys, when I met Luke, he was in the process of getting divorced and we met like a a good amount of time, a very solid amount of time after him and his ex-wife split. But he told, like if he had taken what I can only imagine at this point is six months to tell me that Mm. he was still married to someone. Like he told me on the first day, but if he'd taken six months, I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? I can Mm. never trust you again. What do you mean? This is not important. Yeah. They were living, they're living together at this point. Oh, yeah. Che and Miranda are living together and just says like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm married. Mm. What are you worried about? Poor Miranda. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then also the whole story. Oh, my God. The thing that made me cry for Miranda. This is going into episode two. Yeah. I feel as comedians, we have to address it. We'll we'll mush the two apps together. Yeah. Yeah. The comedy club sequence. Okay, this is the thing I had to voice message you after I watched this scene. This is the first one where I was like, I need this out of my face. Yes. So, Che Diaz is doing a set at the, in quotes, comedy store. Yes. And it's filmed at the actual comedy store, which is crazy to me. Crazy. That they let this happen. happen? (laughs) Why would they desecrate the land? The sacred ground. (laughs) By letting Che Diaz, who is played by Sarah Ramirez and is absolutely not in any way a stand-up comedian, not even a no. comedic actor. They're from Grey's Anatomy. Like, Yes, and I don't think they have done an open mic to prepare for this. Nope, absolutely not. So, yes, and then we, 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 land, we land in the scene on uh, basically Che's closing line, their closer to uh, their The big set. one. Hey, if you haven't done stand-up... You will obviously know this because you're not an idiot. Um, you close on the big one. You, you give them something to remember. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Beck, do you remember what the joke was? I can say it word for word. I can say it goddamn word for word. 2023 is closing on at the comedy store. So, uh. <laughs> I hate it already. Oh, God. You got to get a lot of, everyone's getting Ubers everywhere all the time out here in LA. It's, cra- it's crazy. The other day I got an Uber from my bathroom to my bedroom <laughs> and it cost me too much. Anyway, that's my time. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was watching it, as soon as they finished the line, I've got, I'm so lazy. Like I got an Uber from my bedroom to the bathroom. I paused it, sent you a voice message, and I was like, I cannot believe that joke was just said on television in 2023. They have to have stand-up comedians writing for Che Diaz. How do they not? Like, pay anyone $100 and they will write you. Yes. And so I I got that out of my system. 
sent that to you. Then I pressed play and then they finished. That was the end. And then I realized that, that was, was the, the closer and I had to pause again and come back to you and be like, I just realized that was their closer. <laughs> I think <laughs> we are getting, I think we uh, invested in this show as well because there are two very strong elements that correlate with our life, which is stand-up comedy and podcasting are two very yes. main plot points in this show now. Mm. And they're fucking it up so hard. So hard. A third one that they have added is uh, people showing up to comedy shows when you didn't ask them to or want them to. Yeah. That is something that, honestly, I this is the first time I was like, I side with Shay Diaz. I Actually, understand Shay's behavior. Maybe they yeah. do have a stand-up Comic-Con stuff. Yes. <laughs> Because Miranda shows up, the bumbling idiot that she is now, mm. and like is like pushed around by the waiters and stuff. She's standing in the back. She's like, "Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't know where to sit. Just fucking sit at a chair, Miranda." Like, yes. Who who are you now? And um, then Che Diaz is like, "Hey, I, you surprised me. What are you doing here?" She specifically said, "Don't come." Like she was <laughs> like, "I don't want you at the show. I'm just mm. working out new shit." Which is not an excuse. That is a real fucking thing. That Absolutely. And so then Miranda comes up and hugs Che. And Che's like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were here. You've surprised me. And is like, gave her the cold shoulder kind of thing. Which I was like, yes, this is the one thing I relate to in this show. Like, mm. sure, Che's being a bit of a dick about it. But, you know, it's real. And mm. then they undo it. Because right at the end of the episode, it turns out Che wasn't annoyed that Miranda came to the show. Che was uh, super self-conscious about their body. And mm. Miranda hugged Che and that's why they were frosty because they were self-conscious about their belly. Mm. Like it just doesn't fucking make sense. Yes. Also because like Shay was frosty before Miranda came up. Like, And also it's like that is a genuine – Shay set a boundary. Yep. Miranda disrespected it. Yep. That makes sense. Mm. But again, they're trying to put in all these social issues. They're just cramming them in there. So now we've got a body image issue storyline, which again, mm. very valid, but they're just doing it so poorly. Yeah. And also, I don't believe it for Shay's character. Like, no, I don't either. Yeah. For a second, because also, like, Shay's one, a comedian. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, mm. if any, I feel like most comedians, if any casting director was like, go on a diet. I'll be like, hire another actor then. Then this is I not have my be- show. I have better things to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially because Che's been... Anyway. The show is about them. Yeah. And all of the conversation... Like, that's what I think they're talking down to their audience because anytime there's conversations around the show and production and network, it's all just not how it would actually happen in real life. Yeah. They're, they're like, people wouldn't understand. They couldn't possibly fathom how... A TV production works. Yeah. And so they're like, sure, let's have an entire conversation about Che's um, like wardrobe just like while standing up. Like that would be a meeting. Like it's just all so weird. Yeah. Like the network note scene. It's just like so not how it would happen. Yeah. And then we see Miranda naked again. Again. Um, and I have to wonder, does Miranda have an all nudity clause in this show? <laughs> like what the fuck? She has to be naked in every single like, episode. Yeah. Yeah. It just uh, The first episode was very, like, the Met Gala thing was boring to me. And they didn't seem to care about the Met Gala. Yeah, we didn't yeah, actually they... go to the, we didn't see them at the Met Gala. No, we just saw them kind of on their way. Mm. And, in yeah. And Dave, in Dave with Lil Dicky, he recreated the entire Met Gala. 
Did he? He hired a tent. He hired fake photographers. He hired a fake carpet. That's fine. I'm sorry. I saw it. Yes. And just like that, you don't have that budget. You don't have the same budget as Dave. What the fuck? Absolutely. Yeah. Give us a Met Gala. You're going to spend an entire episode talking about it. Let us see it. Yeah. The, the, and the conversations, like I said, so, so cheesy, unrealistic. It gave me real like Gilmore Girls vibes for the beginning, like really quick-witted. Everyone's quickie. Everyone's witty. Yeah. No one takes a second, a beat to before responding to things. Mm, Ugh, no reactions at yeah. all. Just hate it. All right. Can we talk about the podcast? We, I'm dying to, please. <laughs> so first of all, context for this is I nearly passed away when you messaged me about your reaction. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, to set the scene, Carrie is fucking her podcast producer. Yeah. Just number one, which, fine. But what what I've now realized is since, because the first series was two years ago, I wasn't working as a podcast producer at that time. Mm -hmm. Now I work for an actual podcast network as a producer. So I know quite a bit about this world that they're trying to paint and it is so incorrect. It's insane. It's pathetic how they've tried to... Who is this for? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Because also it's like people that listen to podcasts, like podcasts are always very candid about how they are produced. Yeah. Who their producers are and how yeah. everything works. Yeah. And to think that people don't is fucking me. It's like, it, yeah, they're treating them like idiots. And they're actually, I realized treating podcasting like radio, they're kind of this podcast network that they've set up. It's, it's like they're treating it like radio mm. and it's so incorrect. Like radio and podcasting are so far apart Yeah. Now. It's like you're treating your viewers like they don't understand new media, that they can yes. only comprehend legacy media. It's like you're this show is on a fucking streaming service. Yeah. You lost the race at trying to appeal to people mm. over the age of 50 who don't know what a podcast is but- when you signed up to HBO Max. Sorry. <laughs> also, excellent work of new media and legacy media, my love. God, That's I love like- to say legacy media. I've it ne- sounds so intelligent. I've never heard that. It's the most intelligent fucking thing I've ever heard. I want to soundbite it and put it on the main <laughs> feed just as a little clip. <laughs> Like, this is what you're missing out on the gold class. Some real intelligent insights. Yeah. Talks about legacy media. <gasps> okay. So she's she's in, she's doing a podcast. It's wildly successful, apparently. So successful. <laughs> and we see in the first episode, we see her in the studio and she's taking some voicemail calls from, from listeners. First thing I, I have a problem with is she's sitting with her back to the control room where her producers are sitting. So yes. every time she needs to say next voicemail, please, she completely turns off mic like this. Terrible mic work. Oh my God. Terrible producer work. He should be like, Carrie, can you, can we take that again? Because you're off mic, but no. Turns around. Next voicemail, please. My lover. Yeah. He's going to fix it in post. Cause he's desperate to please her. <laughs> and then she gives this, well, I can't even remember what the question was that the caller asked. Oh, the age-old question that's been asked a billion times before and she somehow manages to make the the worst advice ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly specific. The caller was like, hi, I'm seeing someone and I don't know whether they want to take it to the next level or not. What should I do? And she's like, okay, there's going to be a party 
on a Tuesday. <laughs> and the sun is going to be shining. And he is going to ask you, would you like to come to this party with me and eight of my close work friends? And that is when you will know that he wants to take it to the next level. And you're like, what? And that's when she's like, next voice roll, please. Done and dusted. Okay. Yeah. First note, if I was her producer, I'd be like, I'd get on mic be like, that was great, Carrie. Um, but I'm wondering if we can give a bit more mm. than just a three-line answer to this caller who has taken the time to give you a voice yeah. um, We have to fill um, like a 30-minute episode. Yeah. So like this, this is a podcast also. We can go as long as we want. This isn't mm. radio. Again, they're treating it like fucking radio where they have to be done by a certain amount of time per segment and all that shit. And I absolutely would have been like, give it another go. Let's just, let's have another go at that one, Carrie. That was shit. (laughs) Uh, And then, okay. So then in the second episode, uh, there's a, the kind of the main storyline of conflict for Carrie is that she has to do an ad read. Yes. Something that we've, Oh my god! Do we find it so stressful when someone sends us a script, a, scri- a, th- a three-line script, and we gotta read it out? Ugh, yuck! And so the reason she doesn't want to do this ad read is because it's for a feminine hygiene product, mm. and it, it's not for the reason that you think that like, we all know as a society. Don't put any chemicals down there. Yeah, rinse and it cleans itself. That's we it. all know that. Very aware. This is 2023 when this show is being made. Very aware. So you, I thought that she was having an issue with the ad read because of that. Like, mm, feminist, like yeah, feminism, we don't need this shit. This is patriarchy. This is old bullshit. We don't need feminine hygiene products. But no, the reason she doesn't want to do the ad read is because she doesn't want to say the word vagina. Mm. She's been a sex columnist for two decades. What? What are they doing? What is happening? What is happening? It's just... So then... <laughs> I fucking love this part. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then her and her producer pull an all-nighter rewriting this co- ad copy, which yeah. can't be longer than three or four lines. It can't. I, hey, podcast listeners, we know that you've heard... <laughs> ad reads, yeah. Ad reads before. It does not take... All night. To and also to think it. of another word that isn't vagina. Are you kidding me? You can Google that there shit. There are thousands. Thousands. And she Pussy. is a writer herself. Flower. Yeah. <laughs> the JJ. Burrito. Whatever. <laughs> Make it cute. Like, I can't believe they pulled an all night of rewriting it. She's a writer herself. And then, so they finally get an ad copy they that she's figure happy it with. out. She swans into the studio the next day being like, cool, let's get this ad read done. And then your favorite character turns up. Beck, if you want to take off. Okay. The person who I guess would be, I mean, almost your role in the actual executive producer of the podcast. Sure. The podcast network. She is pregnant Mm -hmm. and in a wheelchair and the angriest person you've ever met in your whole life. Angriest and most unprofessional executive producer I've ever seen. Yeah. Just like, it's annoying that this talent didn't want to read the ad copy, but she's fucking talent, you know? Yes. It happens. This woman, (laughs) sorry, you go. No, it's so, so they 
open the elevator to walk into the studio and there's boxes being piled up and this lady and they're like whoa 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 what's happening whoa 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 and this lady goes the studio's shutting down next time i tell you to read an ad you just do it but there won't be a next time because the studio's shutting down because you and save vagina so they're implying that an entire podcast network has gone under, like a very successful one. Like they have good gear in that place. Yeah. Like they've got money. An mm. entire podcast network was shut down because one podcast host wouldn't do one ad read that day. Mm-hmm. And then within this, within 24 hours, it's like, I don't know. I've never been in a business that is shut down, but I don't think you exit the building day of. I think yeah. you've probably got a week to pack shit up. Also, hey, if they were still recording the ad, it wasn't due to be on the podcast. It doesn't go oh, live at least five days later after submitting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Again, I just don't know who this is for. They're talking down to us. It's just gross. It's so mm. weird. And then Carrie nonplussed that she is the reason hundreds of people have just lost their jobs. Yes. Couldn't care And that she lost her job. Again, how are you making money, Carrie? Mm. How are you making money? Mm. Maybe Big left her a big settle, like a big inheritance or something. Yeah. But Still, say that. Yeah. <laughs> this Mention show is them. not set in reality. No. <sighs> okay. Oh, and also just quickly, I just looked at my notes. Uh, the producer, while they're pulling the all-nighter to rewrite this script, is downloading the program final draft to rewrite a three-line ad copy. That's a script writing software yeah. you do not need and he should know this this is his job you do not need you just bring up a fucking notes page or a google doc dude yeah He's downloading an entire script writing software to rewrite a three i guess I that's can't. for films that is for like full length films and tv shows screenwriting yeah finals <laughs> like final draft is for and also shouldn't he already have it then if he's yeah so, anyway anyway and also oh. absolutely rewrite it during work, work hours why yeah. are they pulling an all-nighter because they don't give a fuck about capitalism, baby. They're yeah. not aware that they're just part of the goddamn machine. And then, they, like, her, I know I'm getting in the weeds on this, but this is the thing that really just got me in my heart, like this whole sequence. And then Carrie's voiceover is saying that she's like, okay, after finally writing my commercial, like, it's not a commercial, dude. It's a fucking ad read. You're not writing mm. a TVC. Like, oh, my God. So fucking bad. Oh, my God. Also, what I don't get is, like, they'll talk down to people, like, they obviously wouldn't know how a podcast is, like, made. Mm. We have to, like, completely falsify this entire narrative. Mm-hmm. But then they're, like, final draft. It's, like, who the fuck? Unless you are a uh, writer, yeah. you don't know about final draft. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Again, I just don't know who this is for, who they're talking to. Okay. That's all my podcast stuff. Oh, and then you you got it the Friday oh, yes. of your life. <laughs> the Friday of God, the build up on this. So... Uh, you watch that and of course like that's crazy I was uh, walking into Triple J and I literally you'd been messaging me all evening about it and I'd be mm-hmm. like that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy I have uh, I have the memory of a goldfish so I'm walking <laughs> up to Triple J and I just see oh, oh a new voice message from Alex J and I play it and you're like oh my god the podcast studio shut down and I was like <laughs> what 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 forgetting that you, you thought i was talking about our studio i thought you about our podcast and you were like giggling and, and, like, and i was like oh my god she's cracked like she's just 
That's it. We've lost dead. the podcast and she's just gone insane. <laughs> so funny to me. So, so funny. funny. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. I've got my podcast stuff out of my brain now. Hell yes. Um, another scene I wanted to talk about just in terms of the really just ham-fisting work shit in there is the the racism scene where the dad can't the person of color dad can't get a taxi yes that was so bullshit and i felt it was dealt with no respect or understanding or commentary again no nuance or anything yeah at the end of it the statement is his mum's disappointed because he was yelling in public that's yeah. That's the takeaway from the fucking scene. Mm. So what happens is he's there. He's a person of color, and he's there with his daughter, and then his daughter's friend who is white. Mm. And so he's trying to f- hail a taxi, and no taxis will stop for him. And then his daughter says, "But daddy, why won't taxis stop for you? Taxis stop for Gracie's dad all the time. Like it's just so fucking obvious." Yeah, and so like. I would expect this scene from a show 20 years ago, like mm. when we first started talking about racism in media. You know, this is – Yeah. This, it's just so like, okay, yeah, a black man can't get a taxi. We know that storyline. We know that point that's being made. Like this is 2023. You've got to go deeper than that. You've got to go more nuanced. We've seen this mm. before. What point are you trying to make? And then, yeah, the takeaway from the entire scene is that his mum sees him yelling at taxis and is disappointed in him for showing aggression as a black man. Like, what so are it's we like, ah, oh, yeah, sucks to be black. What, like, what are you saying? What are you? What are we learning? Yeah, it's just an example of so many other situations of trying to force wokeism into this, and it's just done so poorly. Mm. Also, as well, like this is he's been in the series. Mm. <laughs> like, it's like they they are in. A very wealthy, the wealthiest area of New York. And he's wearing a, like, I'm pretty sure a three-piece suit. Yeah, yeah. Tux. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I just ugh, don't know who this is for. I don't know who it's for. don't know who it's for. <sighs> Am I absolutely looking forward to episode three? You betcha. I can't <laughs> fucking wait. I haven't had a hate watch in so long. I can't actually even remember the last hate watch show I had. Yeah. But this is giving me life. Mm-hmm. This is really fun. Also, because as well, it's like no one's really getting hurt here. Like all these actors are getting paid so much money. Yep. They're fine. They're getting a million an episode. Wow. That's friends money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, Do we want to talk about the strap on scene? Oh, yes. Just quickly. There's a scene where Miranda's trying to put put on a strap on and she can't work it out because she's trying to have sex with Che. And it's just awkward and not funny. And I just, yeah, again, I just feel for people who looked up to Miranda's character and what's happening to her now. Yeah. And also what's crazy to me is these people have only been sleeping together for a couple of months. Mm. And Mm. the nonchalantness of sex with them is so uncomfortable that Mm. like they're about to fuck and Shay just answers a phone call from someone who's not close to them in the slightest yes answers a fucking phone call like if if i was putting it like naked very vulnerably putting on a strap on i'd be like can you just not take fucking phone calls right now yeah this can is you our help moment. me out with this extremely complicated <laughs> strap on that yeah. you seem to be laughing at me as i try put it on and then we're about to fuck 
And then she takes a call from Carrie and it's just like, ew, get my best friend off the phone. Mm. Well, I'm about to fuck you. <sighs> anyway, so that's And Just Like That, episode one, one and, two and two of season two. Uh, we hope you guys liked it. If you can watch it, please do. It's just so funny, and but not in the way they mean. Um, and it's just a, a very life-giving hate watch. Yes. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. And if you were also like, I'm a person who doesn't work in podcasting or TV and yep. this was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think most people will be thinking that. Yeah. Oh, dear. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, until next week, top two cinemates, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.